All right. Hello and welcome, Vista family. This is Melissa Crutchler. I am your host of Giving You Something to Talk About or Just a Live TV, as I like to call it. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, and founder and creator of not only Just a Live TV, but also the Women Supporting Women Can Network. Now, the Women Supporting Women Can Network is sponsoring this episode, and they are offering you or asking you if you'd like to join a community of women that is to support women. It is run by women. It is for women. And it is giving you the support group that many of us are looking for to talk about any topic that relates to women, you know, being mothers, being wives, even if you're not a mother or a wife, just women supporting women. Because when women support other women, we can do anything, be anything, and change anything. So, and that is, that goes hand in hand with our topic today of equal opportunity for women, which is something that I think we're all really passionate about. So, to help me with today's episode and my guest speaker today is none other than Carly, and I hope I'm saying this right, Poiser. Yeah. And I'm going to hand it over to you if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Melissa. So I'm Carly and I run Silomatic Consulting, which is a whole coaching, mentoring program for empowering women. And it's all about them, their business, aligning those two things together. So creating the opportunities for women is hugely important to me both business and and socially and in sport especially absolutely and that's I think you and I both have that passion right is empowering women um I don't predominantly work with women but I have created things just like you a different way of course um but I've created things that are for specifically women and today's topic is really an interesting topic and before we get into that anybody who's watching please feel free to jump in if you have any questions if you have you you know your own opinions or comments please feel free to jump in if we're no longer live then absolutely um message one of us you can find us both in the links in the description and join the facebook group women supporting women so it's facebook.com slash wsw can for women supporting women can and uh Go check that out and join that Facebook group. There's a lot to come with that Facebook group. So join that. Um, so right before the episode, we jump, we jump on. Tend, I tend to get my guests to jump on about a couple of minutes before the show. And we started talking about um, a, a graphic that's going around. And, and I specifically saw it on Facebook. One of my Facebook friends had posted it on Facebook. And it's a, it's a graphic. And and the tagline of, of the, or the caption that they have on there is, I grew up with Wonder Woman. Now I'm wondering if it's a woman. And I found that, like, immediately I found that very offensive. And the, it was two graphics uh, molded together and it was on one side, Wonder Woman. On the other side, it was a, um, what is assumed to be a transgender woman in a like gymnast outfit or or an athletic outfit and i really wanted to bring this to light because we fight for equal opportunity for women um and that is we did an episode not that long ago on feminism today and feminism today is not what it should be um and i think that when we fight for equal opportunity that's also coming out on what it shouldn't be right so taking that picture i have an opinion and i don't have opinion i'm not part of the athletic community where my guest speaker today is i'm not a part of that community so i don't really have 
an answer to give on that on that opinion because that's not my place. I'm not part of that community. I don't need to to be involved in that opinion because I'm not part of that community. While that's being said, I can't advocate or not advocate for either side because I see both sides of it. So equality for women, is that specifically cis women or does that go for people who identify as women, right? And yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say it has to be in regards to sport an equal playing field. So the thing that I come from, I train strong women now, I used to play rugby. Um, I still manage ladies rugby team and help manage and coach the girls rugby teams at my local club. So for me, what's really important is that equality is there for everyone. And the one thing that worries me, I've seen it in the media myself, I think there was a, a picture of some swimmers and a transgender woman had won first place. Maybe that's And the cis was. women were standing, yeah, and the cis women were standing a, a while apart. Now, this is wrong for multitude of reasons but to me initially it's because that transgender woman from looking at her had clearly gone through teenage um you know hormones it gone through into that male testosterone based you could see her physique was completely different so should there not be a sporting arena for transgender women and transgender men should there not be because if you've had that surge of testosterone, I know just playing rugby, I, there was a certain level where I could mess around with the kids and, you know, tackle with my, my teenage boys. And then all of a sudden testosterone kicks in and we are in a whole different ballpark. You know, this is some serious difference in strength. And I train strong women. I know my lifts are not up there with the men, it's testosterone. You know, that's what does it. So if it's becoming a danger or a really unequal field, I don't see why there can't be some sort of, maybe some sort of hormone testing, I don't know, but something that would make the playing field level for everyone. Because for the transgender woman standing there on that podium, that's one first, it's quite rightly one first, where's her happiness in this? Should there not be a place that she can feel that she is doing her best against people that are also in her same situation. I don't want a big divide in the community, but I think you've got to look at safety and fairness and equality for everyone in this. Yeah. I think for me, it comes down to the physicality of it, right? It's, there are things that women can do, cis women can do that men cannot, and that's give birth. And that is, you know, th there are there are some differences. Now, does that mean that we are unequal? No, we're all human. We are all absolutely human beings having a human experience, no matter what that looks like. But at the same time, there there are the physical differences, and there are some women who are stronger than men. There are some women who are right up there in those levels. And you look at boxing. You look at boxing, you look at wrestling, you look at heavyweights, right? Um, they have weight categories, right? Physique categories. And I think that that would be, that's an equality, right? If you had a man and a woman going head to head and they were in the same physical class as the mm -hmm. other, that's not giving an unfair advantage. 
right? No, it all depends on the sport they're playing. That's what I'm saying. It all yeah. totally depends on the arena in which they're in because you, you can't play a contact rugby match. And I imagine it's the same for American football. You cannot play that men versus women. Absolutely. It, it would just, just from seeing it from the rugby side of things, being annihilation. There, there will be some women in that team that will absolutely run over these guys, you know, definitely. But there will also be some real hits that could do some serious damage. You've got to make the playing field level for everyone. So if, let's say, so um, I'm in Canada, so we do have football. We also have hockey, right? There are women's hockey teams. There are women's football teams. There are, you know, in your case, women's rugby teams because you created them. Yeah. Now, with that yep. being said, you can have men and women on both of those teams, right? They don't have to be gender specific, but if you do size specific, now that's not being, um, that's not being discriminatory or anything along those lines, that's safety, right? And that's, that's a safety protocol. If you have men and women on the same rugby team or the same football team where they are similar in stature and similar in ability, then, you know, there is that capability of taking a hit. There is that capability of playing to that extreme that, you know, the, the everyday man would, right? There are also men who are at, you know, with their body and their physique are at a more feminine level. Yeah. Right? So I think- It's be a whole hormone issue. Yeah. I think- Because that's where the strength comes from. It's not just size. I could be the same size and weight and height as a guy, but he's got more testosterone. That will matter when it comes to strength. You know, 100% that matters. You see it just in, in lifting, in, in strong women. You know, the woman's, I think, deadlift PB is probably around maybe 350, 400. I know someone's going to shoot me down for this. I can't remember it. Whereas there was this whole Eddie Hall thing with Thor that, you know, 500, 550, we're getting into a lot bigger numbers. And that isn't to say that the women won't catch up, won't change. But right now there is that difference. And so much of it is testosterone. That is the biggest hormone to do with strength. So without that, that's what really worries me. I wouldn't want to go out and play a game of rugby against a group of guys that was contact. I wouldn't. I think that all of it, equality for, for women and equality for men, I think that depending on the situation, depending on the avenue that we're talking about, I think that opinions need to be taken out of it, right? You and I have our own unique opinions and that's totally fine based on our knowledge, right? But we need opinions based on fact. We need opinions yeah. based on safety, legality, Absolutely. all of those things, yeah. right? Um, equality yeah. for women. I raised my son and my daughters, like my youngest daughter is eight, right? Right now she's getting physically aggressive. Like she's starting to get into a stage where she's like, I don't like that. And she'll go up and, and, you know, kick her sister or what have you. Right. Yeah. She's the youngest. And so I flat out told her the other day, she was, she went after her brother who's 20. <laughs> she's eight. And she went after her brother and I said, listen, you need to understand something. And she goes, what? And I said, if you're willing to hit your brother, you better be willing to be hit. Right? Like you don't get a different pass just because you're smaller, just because you're a female, you don't get that pass. Right? 
where my son, he's like, I'd never hit her. I said, I'm not saying that would, right? Because I've taught him that first you walk away. If you can't walk away, you Mm -hmm. restrain. If you can't restrain, you defend yourself, Mm -hmm. right? My son has, has been taught he is to defend himself. That doesn't mean he goes out and hits women. But I have family and I know women who are physically capable of dropping a man with one hit. I know them, right? Mm-hmm. I grew up with them. Um, my cousin was was nicknamed Killer because she was just that she was that um, strong and that and that size stature where she could go head to head with a man. Now, at the same time, again, there is that physical difference, right? So my son yeah. and and I flat out told him, I said would you hit her the same way you would hit somebody your size? And he goes, absolutely not. I said, that's the difference, right? I said, the difference is knowing how to defend yourself based on who you're trying to defend yourself from. Yeah, right? absolutely. If, if I that's give a my- totally different arena to sport, isn't it? When you're both out to win the game. And that's what worries me. I just think the, the empowerment around that, that transgender women and transgender men should have the same opportunities. Mm-hmm. What that looks like, I don't know. And I think with far more transgender athletes coming into the spotlight now, the governing bodies of these sort of sports need to take that into consideration because, you know, I think in regards to if one of my girls on the rugby team started taking hormones, she can no longer play in the girls' rugby team. That's what I've been told. So, you know, it's such a lot to consider. And at the same point, what do I then do with her? What, what do I offer her? Right now, there's nothing out there, which is really sad. So there, there, there should be more of this conversation going on and there needs to be those governing bodies stepping up and saying, okay, this is what we're going to do because it needs to be an equal and level playing field for everyone. Yeah. And I think that equal opportunity, another thing that I wanted to mention about that was it's, it's not going to be the same for everybody. And it's not that you don't get equal opportunity. There are different factors involved, right? Mm. Equal opportunity is based on the logistics, the facts, the sizing, the mentality, the physicality. Mm. There's so many different things. Now, we should, for the most part, have equal opportunity in everything. I should be able to get the same kind of position that a man would. And a man should be at the same salary. You know what I mean? you look at, you go to a hospital, you're going to see both male and female doctors, male and female, or even non-binary doctors, physicians, surgeons, nurses, whatever that looks like, right? Healthcare Mm -hmm. needs. And that's become more common, but then you get other, other uh, positions, right? If we're going to talk about uh, work and, you know, sorry, employment, right? Or even businesses. I've seen so many men now be, uh, that are coming out of psychics and intuitives and mediums, right? And sorry, my cats are super fighting. So I'm going to just hold on. <laughs> I have two male cats. They're, all of my animals are fixed. So Peter, don't come for me. Yeah. Um, but I have five cats and I have one, two cats that will go after two of my other cats talking about equality right um my male cat my two of my male cats will go after my female cats and just 
all you hear is just snarling. So anyway, um, not equal equality there because they don't go after each other. They just go after both. <laughs> Um, but, but equality, equal opportunity is so important because, and, and going into feminism, going into LBGTQ plus rights, going into, you know, transgender, non-binary, going into the rights of the individual, mm -hmm. no matter what gender or, you know, any of that, going yeah. into those rights, they should be equal. But what ended up happening or what's ending up happening is that society says, you need to act this way, you need to be this way, you can do this, you can't do that, right? If you have a, um, there was a transgender woman who went on TikTok and did a video um, not that long ago. I can't remember exactly where it was. I can't remember who it was. So bear with me on the, on the, the wording. Um, and I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember it exactly. But along the lines of, you told me that because I was male, right, that I couldn't act feminine. And that if I wanted to act feminine, I needed to be a female. So I go through the process of becoming more feminine. And you're telling me I can't do that now, right? Mm -hmm. So it's this whole, what ends up happening, even feminism, right? We did, like I said, we did the feminine feminism today. Uh, episode. And in that episode, we really highlighted the fact that feminism, when you think about it, isn't what it's supposed to be. Feminine, feminism is about equality. It's equal rights for yeah. women. It's equal opportunity for women. It's equal standards it's for women. But what's, end up, yeah. what's, what's ended up happening is that certain women in the feminist movement, instead of being equality, they're now wanting to be dominating. Yeah. Right. And that's what, what comes across when if you say you are a feminist or you align with that, that that's, you know, I've got two teenage sons and a husband. I just want equality. And certainly in our house, there's equality, you know, um, and my teenage boys have been brought up that, you know, it's a level playing field. Both of them do strong men. Both of them got into it because mum was doing it. You know, this isn't a boy girl thing in my house. But I think what we've got to take responsibility for as, as adult women is enabling that, enabling those conversations, enabling those opportunities. You know, when my local rugby club six years ago run one rugby club of the year, I was at the event, my a previous company I owned, we sponsored it. And I was just a bit shocked. I was like, how can you win rugby club of the year? You've got no girls and ladies. So that's when I, after a couple of drinks, and I'll do it. And that's how that started, you know. It was just going, well, there needs to be this. And I didn't even play at that point. It was just about the equal opportunities. Girls should have that opportunity to play. I'm not saying every girl has to. You know, most of my friends, my niece, she doesn't play. I'm not forcing on her. You know, it's entirely up to you. Equally, if one of my boys wanted to go and do more of a female sport, he could go and do that. It's not my issue. My issue is that they've got equal opportunities across the board to do that. So if a boy wants to do a traditional girl thing, say ballet, he should be able to. Absolutely. And if a girl wants to go and play rugby, American football, you know, a lot more of these sports that are seen as male, then they should be able to. You know, I'd done my first strong woman competition six years ago, but a hip replacement since I shouldn't be training really. 
and um, there was hardly any women, you know, and now it's a lot more widespread. It's more mainstream, you know, there's girls out there that sort of, you know, know that they can do that. And it's a, an opportunity is there. And without us adults really getting out there and going, hi, I'm here. You can do this too. Look, it doesn't have to be just for boys or just for this or just for that. You can do it if that's what you want to do. And that's, you know, it's about empowering women to have choices, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And men too, to know, you know, I said it's so hard for teenage boys. They don't know whether to hold a door open, you know. And one of my sons had to hold a door open and the woman's like, I'm absolutely capable. And, you know, and you're like, okay, he was just being polite. You know, it wasn't down to capabilities. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How many, and then how many women find it chivalrous or sweet and endearing when their partner, yeah. my son, my son's girlfriend, we were out the other day and he moved her to his opposite side. And she's like, why are you doing that? And I said, because I taught him to do that. Yeah. I said, I taught him. And an old school tradition that men walk on the outside of a woman, mm-hmm. right? That, that was something I was taught. That was something, you know, and, and that's, you know, my husband even does that. He'll yeah. walk me around to the other side so that he's in a, in a place of protection, mm-hmm. right? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Now, One of the things that I want to mention, anybody listening, anybody catching the replay, even join our Facebook group and and let me know what you think of this comment if you're a woman. Women are fighting for equality. How many times have we, as women, been told we can't do something? Mm -hmm. You can't work in that field. You can't play that sport. You can't do this, that, or the other thing. How many times have we been told that? You Mm -hmm. can't make as much as a man because you're not a man. We are fighting for equality. And I am going to repeat this until there's no breath left in my body. We are fighting for equality. So for you to have the audacity, the gumption, or the... Any negative connotation on this, the audacity, I'm just going to say that, the audacity to tell anybody else that they can't do something based on your opinion is wrong. And you are not only just as bad as the people who told you that you couldn't, you're now worse because you know what it feels like to be told you can't do something or that you shouldn't do something based on your gender, for you to actually turn around and do that to somebody else makes you worse than the person who told you that. Yeah. That's what society has has shaped us into now. Mm -hmm. Society has shaped feminism into domination, which is exactly what that is. Double standards, which is exactly what that is. You have no right to tell somebody what they can or cannot do based on your own personal opinion. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work that way. Now, if it's safety, if it's, you know, facts or law, not even facts, if it's law or if it's safety, that's totally different. 
if it's yeah. if it's not fairness that's different but at the same time you need to take a step back and say is this my personal opinion one do i need to share it two am i just as bad as everybody else who told me i can't and am i actually empowering that other person the way that i want to be empowered a lot of people yeah. will answer no to those questions mm. a lot of people will answer yes but again it's questioning yourself there women women <laughs> just women we need to do better and be better as women if we're fighting for equality you need to be walking the walk and talking the talk yeah. not just yeah. saying oh i'm a feminist and oh i do feminine you know feminism and equality and all of you if you're not doing it then you have no place to talk no and that's it it's it's you have to enable that conversation and the next generation to have more opportunities yep you know and you have to stand by what you're saying so for me a lot of the stuff that i i do and work with people is around their values some people never know their values yet you start listing off and everyone's got about eight eight that they can absolutely remember and all areas of your life should reflect that if you want you know alignment happiness that's what you're aiming towards and it's not always possible you know there's the inappropriate jokes here and things like that it's up to us to stand up and say and have the confidence to sort of go well hang on a second no that's that's not happening you know and, and but it takes a lot of confidence I think to to be able to deliver that yeah, you know and it's go ahead and I was saying it's not everyone that can do it, but our job as parents, and I even have it, you know, my, my eldest son's girlfriend, if I feel there's something that isn't quite fair, I'll be like, you have to stand up for yourself here. Do you feel comfortable with that? You know, just in jokey conversations. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. You know, because the, the younger women have got to know that they have a right to speak up. Their voice is important. Yep. And we've got to lead the way. And, and calling them out when they're, when they're, you know, I'm, I'm a backtrack for a second. And it goes to what, what, what you're saying is conformity. We've been conformed and conditioned to treat other people that way. Yeah. Right. We've been conformed and conditioned to keep our mouth shut. Well, as soon yeah. as we start getting a taste of freedom and a taste of equality, that's when we become conformed and conditioned to be the opposite role right instead of that happy medium we now become the people that we are fighting against and mm -hmm. i even my brother my my son's girlfriend right if she's not being nice or if he's being mean to her because she was being mean to him i'm like what do you expect yeah. it goes both ways yeah. honey love you but yeah. it goes both ways yeah right? yeah, yeah. And, and again, with my daughters, right? If you're willing to hit somebody else, you better be willing to be hit back, mm. right? Yeah, and, it's about behaviors, isn't it? And modifying yep. those to reflect what, you're, what you want the world to see of you and how you want the world to treat you. Yep. So you can't, you know, have it both ways. And I think that's the thing. And if everyone thinks they're all feminist, they're like, oh, you just want women to rule the world. I'm not saying it'd be the worst idea. The men have had to go for long enough. But let's make it so that everyone can have their say. Everyone yeah. can get their point of view across. 
and we all listen to fairly and we are such a long way off of that but just the little things we can do every day make those changes the next generation i hope aren't going to have it as hard with certain things to do with equality around gender you know and equal opportunities because we've laid those foundations you know they've been doing it for what 50 60 years at least longer if you count getting the vote but you know it's it's been happening the whole time so each generation has got it slightly easier so you know my aim is now i said this to to the boys i left my name on a bench somewhere you know just to say i was here and i made a difference and that's it i want to empower women to find their voice to make their difference so that they feel fulfilled they don't have to live in a man's shadow or in a man's world. Your world is what you create. And it's time a lot more women, instead of just sitting there going, oh, that's so unfair, do something, say something, be part of the change. Because if we don't, it will just stagnate. There'll be no movement. And let's and make feminism what it's supposed to be. Or even just take yeah. feminism out and equal equality for all. Yeah. Because honestly, it's, Yes, men and women need different things. And the reason is, is because not even that, not the reason is men and women both have masculine and feminine tendencies. We yeah. all have the energy. Now you can be woo or not woo. I don't really care. It's not a woo concept. Men yeah. and women have masculine and feminine energy. And we take those on. Emotions yeah. are considered a feminine energy, but they're not. Yeah, they, they are and they're not, right? When you feel creative, that's a feminine feminine energy. When you're creative, yes. when you are a go-getter and you get things done and you're providing and you're protecting, that is a male energy, a masculine mm -hmm. energy. We all have yes. both. You yes. can't have day without night. No. You can't have a rainbow without rain yeah right the most beautiful things in the world have a dark counter and that's mm -hmm. the light and the shadow the masculine and the feminine and i'm not saying masculine energy or feminine energy are dark i'm saying when you're mm -hmm. living too far into one of them then absolutely yeah. you're dark right there is a healthy balance and i think yeah. that creating the equality for men and women to say you know what you deserve and this is these should be the biggest foundations of equality for all is we all deserve six, uh respect yeah we all deserve equal opportunity mm -hmm. we all deserve a voice yeah and we all deserve it's getting people into that mindset isn't it yeah it, it's just changing your mindset around not feeling maybe worthy of some of this because of either gender stereo gender stereotypes or your upbringing you know you are worthy and getting that into your mindset makes such a difference of your expectations and then the way you treat people changes it improves you know because you're of that mindset well i am worthy so therefore they are worthy you know, I'm not going to go into a restaurant and abuse a member of staff because, oh, they're just serving in a restaurant. No, you know, for most of us starting off jobs and things like that, been there, yeah. you know, and I, I've, I've been treated badly by those people that felt they were above and no one is. 
it's just knowing your own self-worth but so many times that's been drilled out of you growing up girls can't do this you know I went to a catholic school and got them to start a girls and I yeah again I think it was one season but got them to start a girls rugby program because there wasn't oh girls don't want to play this girls don't want to do that you know well they do actually so let's just give it give it a go shall we you asked right even just asking the question you look at and and not just equality for genders but you think you talked about i'm not going to go into a restaurant and and be rude to the staff absolutely you look at those you look at addicts you look at abusers you look at Mm -hmm. and i'm not defending abusers but you look at criminals addicts abusers um people who are homeless people who are you know lost any one of us could be in that position. Yeah, 100%. Right? Mindset, 100%. mindset, unconscious choices, life events. There are so many different reasons. That doesn't mm. mean that those people aren't worthy of respect, of understanding, no. of not having all of us hopping on them and going, you can't do this and you can't do that. Yeah. Part of that being I think is like a human, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's being human. They are a human, well, you know. That yeah, that's like the cancel culture. We did we did an episode on the positivity movement and cancel culture, and how it's creating a fake toxic humanity. Because mm-hmm. if we don't like something based on our opinion, it's cancel them, cancel them, cancel them. Everybody yeah. talked yeah. about canceling Johnny Depp, yet Johnny Depp, in my opinion, was the was was a victim. Yeah. Right. And yeah, we we tend to as a society hop on that bandwagon, right? You look mm-hmm. at politics, and I don't do politics and religion or COVID on this show because of that bandwagon. Because one person yeah. gets a thought or an idea, and everybody jumps on the train and attacks, right? There was yeah. um, there was a lady on TikTok who did who does satire, right? So comedy that's maybe a little bit inappropriate and I caught her video and she did a video um Elise Myers did a video recently where she was crying and a lot of people know who Elise Myers is um there was another one who did another video the one that I was originally talking about did a video where she was crying and it was because they were being attacked for something that they did Mm -hmm. absolutely and utterly attacked why is it that we as a society are fighting for respect, fighting for freedom, fighting for equality, but the instant something goes down, we attack. You look at my show, okay? My show is all about judgment-free. It's about safety. It is about talking about these hard topics that people aren't talking about, but really as a society, we should be. Yeah. Yet I don't have the traction that somebody who's done something horrible has yeah yeah right it 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 makes absolutely no sense right it absolutely no sense i had somebody message me yesterday um because her client wanted to be on my show and because i didn't do my interview process the way that they did it was well i do it this way and i've interviewed over this many amount of people and it was just really aggressive, really condescending, really rude. And, yeah. but that was okay. And those people 
have interviewed over 2,000 people and are on um, like Roku and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting here going, if that's how you talk to people, like that's not respectful. No, and that isn't a gender issue. That's just a person being horrible. And you know that that's where you just don't don't treat someone as you would not want to be treated yourself, you know. And that's just basics. And everyone, you can have a laugh, and you can, you know, we are all me and boys really sarcastic. I mean, just hugely. Um, today I had an appointment, and I've got a hip replacement, and we thought it fractured. So if we went to see the consultant and we're walking in and my son went, you'll need one of them, mum, won't you? And a wheelchair was just sitting there, you know? Absolutely hilarious. That's the way we work. And I was like, well, you'll be pushing me, you know? It's just so, but to someone outside of that conversation, they might have been, oh, that's awful. That's an awful thing to say to your mum or, you know, that sort of thing. So whereas to me... Yeah, exactly. That's banter. So it's just totally different, you know, and that's not a gender issue. That's that's just what you find acceptable in your relationships with other people. Yeah. Um, another thing, um, equal equal opportunity and in equal like equality, right, is if and, and we talked about this again on the feminism today, because it's it's absolutely relevant and especially especially in this conversation is if I walk down the street and I walk past a construction crew, because we all know (laughs) that's been televised many times. And if they cat call me, that's sexual harassment. I don't Mm -hmm. find it. I I don't really care, but a lot of people will find that as sexual, sexual harassment, all of this, right? If you go into an office and somebody pats you on the back, or gives you a hug, right? Or if your coworker grabs the small of your back just to shift you out of the way yeah. of something, sexual mm-hmm. harassment, right? Yeah. But if the roles were reversed and it was a woman, there have been videos that I've seen where women are sitting all together and they are absolutely and utterly degrading and detailing the appearance of men around them but that's acceptable. Yeah. yeah. Right. If you have a man say, I, you know, oh, I don't like the way she looks. She's not my type. He would be absolutely, oh, totally. yeah. You know, just thrown to the wolves. But mm-hmm. if it was a woman doing it, all of the other women would band it together. Yeah. And that's where it equally isn't right. It turns into some sort of, you know, uh, it's the group mentality thing again, isn't it? It's that kind of all these women together. And I feel sometimes that power is used in such a negative way. That power of all women together, like with your group, it's about supporting each other. You know, you can't have it both ways. So if you're going to cat call the bloke, I mean, and I've had it before and I will just shout something derogatory back, you know, and that will be the end of it for me. I don't want any hassle out of that but I will go back and I will be like well blah 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 and you just pick on one thing of them well that's equally then I'm as bad as them in many ways but to me it's like oh you've said that I've said that cool let's move on mm-hmm. you know but some women would be very offended by that or wouldn't have the confidence perhaps to go back 
because in that confidence is empowerment. Yep. Now, if let's say boys and girls, okay, mm -hmm. if my 12 year old daughter, never mind. If, yeah, if my 12 year old daughter walked up to my husband and was just spewing at him, his first response would be, or could be, and he, he's, he's done it. So, <laughs> but we, we talked about this one, so we're good now, Yeah. but it could be, is it that time of the month? Right. Totally. And that, yeah. and that, and that, that behavior, that attitude, that disrespect, the aggression all of that mm -hmm. would be swept under the rug because one she's female two she's emotional three she's pmsing whatever that looks like it would be swept under the rug yeah. now if you had a you know even if you know even if a girl and, and take it to another extreme if a girl walked up to her, her father and she said daddy please can i have that and she got whatever she wanted using the puppy dog eyes using whining all of that you know, mm -hmm. you'd be more likely to give in, right? But yeah. then on the flip side, if a son did those things, right? If a son walked up to his father and spewed all this just junk, right? Yeah. He'd be reprimanded. That's yeah. attitude, that's disrespect. Don't do that in my house, right? And it would that, mm -hmm. that would be the end of it, right? Yeah. Now but that's if, generational, isn't it? Yeah. But it's that's also behaviors. Yeah. And then if a, if a boy went up to his father and said, daddy, please, can I have it? And did the puppy dog eyes and the whining mm -hmm. and the crying, he'd be like, not my husband, because my husband sure as F wouldn't do this in my house, but um, it would be, you know, that sissy talk and how dare you and you, you want me to beat it out of you? Like, it would just be this whole dramatic thing. Yeah. And it's okay for the girl to do it but it's not okay for the void that's not that's not yeah. equality so no me mentioning this is not calling out but just reminding parents we are not supposed to be you talk about stopping the cycle you talk about teaching our children you know boys can wear dresses boys can wear pink we need to be talking about the girls too and saying this is not yeah. okay just because girls are emotional just because boys yeah. are emotional too. Yeah. How many men do you know in, in as an adult woman, how many men, and this goes to, to all of our viewers, how many, how many men do you know who are emotionally unavailable, aggressive, or have trouble, you know, resonating with your emotions, um, having any empathy or sympathy for you because it was conditioned out of them? Yeah, totally. And that's it. It's, it's so generational. And I just hope that over the years, we've started to work on really breaking that down and stopping that and having those conversations, like you said, with your husband, the one comment, well, that's a conversation. And now that's done. You know, he knows that that as a generational thing, I expect, you know, his father, his father's father, that sort of thing that was said, you know, it was only 20, 25 years ago, maybe that, oh, a man changing a nappy, no, you know, whereas now if they don't, you're like, really? It just, you know, so just slowly, slowly, but I do feel that it's up to women most of the time. There are some men that are very, very on board with this, but it's mostly women that have got to make that change. We have to stand up because we want better for our daughters, our granddaughters, you know,
I want a life where I remember my first job in the city and I walked in and it was on a trading floor and my boss said, oh, coffee, mine's black. I went, oh, so is mine. Sat down. He got the coffee. I got the coffee the next day. That was fine. But it set that precedent of, okay, you may be my boss. You may be male. You may have a lot more experience. You are capable of making a cup of coffee and bringing it to my desk, just as I will do for you. You know, so it started off. Yep. That was the basis of the relationship. And I think that even gained a little bit of respect. At, okay. All right. You know, but that's the way we need to value our own self-worth, isn't it? Because if we don't feel worthy, we're going to go in with the, all oh, right, yeah, okay, go and do that. You know, no, just equality. That's it. No one's got to have the upper hand. We've all got to be heard and we've all got to feel that we can be heard. Yeah. Um, we are at a, how do I word this? To zone out for a minute. <laughs> we are at a very dangerous time in the world. Mm -hmm. Very dangerous time. And there are things that need to change that aren't being changed. Yeah. And if we don't start the change and be the change that we need to see as a global unit. Mm -hmm. We are going to have more tragedy. We're going to have more wars. Yeah. We're going to have more school yeah. shootings. We're going to have a ton more divide in the mm -hmm. world. If we don't smarten up and start being the change. And that yeah. doesn't mean the problem is, is a lot of the changes that people are putting into place are not equality. You look at, um, I watched Matthew McConaughey's speech on U the Uvalde shooting, and he, he didn't talk about divide, or sorry, he didn't promote the divide. He promoted a common goal, and that things needed to change to reach that common goal. It wasn't saying you can't do this and you can't do that. It was we have a common goal. Yeah. And I think that if we all just kind of get an idea of what that common goal is and work towards it, we can find a majority peaceful world. Yeah. But right now, mental health needs to be at the very uh, top of that yeah. list. Equality yeah. needs to be at the very yeah. top of that list. Communication and understanding needs to be at the very top of that list. And we need to stop training people how to overpower each other. We need mm -hmm. to start training people how to communicate. And instead of saying, I'm better than you, say, how can I help you? Yeah, it's role modeling. So by him opening that discussion, you know, I will have discussion, boys. Oh, no, we don't, we're not emotional. We don't talk about feelings. We absolutely do. It's that role modeling of the situation. And if they can see their dad or that male role model taking the lead in some of these things, they oh, yeah, sometimes, you know, my head isn't the greatest and I've got some stuff going on. So if I need to talk to someone, I will. It's having those conversations and letting them see that, you know, if you've got a broken leg, you go to the hospital. So if you've got stuff going on, you need to discuss and talk about that. But there's still such a stigma around that. And then that's when you get, you know, the high suicide rate of young males 
because they're not taught that they can talk. Girls are taught that they can talk and in their friendship groups, they get to talk. Boys don't have that same opportunity. So, you know, getting that stigma around that and that again is an equality issue. Boys can talk, girls can talk, you know, it's the role modeling factor as well. And you've got to live what you believe. Um, and having those role models that are male that are out there for boys to go this, okay, I get it now. You know, I and can clicks. say this, I can do this. Clicks, clicks shouldn't yeah. be a thing. Now no. I grew up with clicks. Now don't get me wrong, social groups, right? If you've got a chess club and you've got a mathletics club, if yeah. you've got, you know, all of those things, that those are great opportunities for people to mm -hmm. connect with other people who are interested right? Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. That's an amazing yeah. outlet. But that doesn't mean that those can only be your friends. The cliques no. are horrible in school. Yeah. Because why can't I? I walk through school and I remember I was in elementary and I was friends with the kid that everybody picked on who peed in the corner because mm -hmm. I felt bad. I, I, there was, he was a nice person. Why yeah. shouldn't I be his friend? There was yeah. um, a young man who had um, uh, developmental delays and he would walk through the school and he would pretend that he was over the PA system. And if he liked you as a friend or, or whatever, he would walk through the hall and go, Melissa, to the office, please. And he would walk through the walk through doing that. And it was amazing. And I again befriended him because why not? Why can't yeah. I be friends? I was friends with my husband. So my husband grew up, he was a jock. So he was friends with all the cool jocks, but he was also a total nerd and he hung out with all the nerds. And it was great mm -hmm. because he fit, he made sure that he fit into both, both worlds because yeah. he wasn't specified wasn't to one or the other. Yeah. Right. He could be friends with whoever he chose to. Yeah. And why not? Mm. Yeah, definitely. And this is what, you know, he obviously had the confidence at that age to know who he was. Mm -hmm. That I can do that and I can do that. But sometimes youngsters don't have that. They don't get that. No. And, you know? I, and I think that's one of the most harmful things is we are creating another generation. We've created mm -hmm. an entire new generation. We were yeah. a new generation and mm -hmm. we were, we grew up and we talked about this, I think yesterday on yesterday's episode was we grew up and decided, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like, yeah. I'm not going to treat my yeah. kids the way my parents treated me. Yeah. If you see all of this negativity, racism is a learned behavior. It is not, yeah. it is learned. No. Bullying yeah. is a learned behavior and most bullies are actually being bullied themselves, yeah. right? They're, they're learned behaviors. And instead of talking about what the actual issues are, we're just trying to stop the problem. Yeah. Well, the problem isn't the issue. It's what's causing the problem is that that's the issue. You look at, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I have, I have a different mentality. I can see things in different perspectives. That doesn't mean that that the actions of people are right. I don't condone people's actions. I can get into the head of people who do horrible things. 
I, I understand the logic behind it. They're hurting. Yeah. And that is the only thing that they see to, you know, to do what they're doing. You look mm. at how many children are hurting other children, the, the shootings, right? How many yeah. shootings have we had that have been either teens or early adults who one, don't know uh, an effing clue, and I'm getting angry now, <laughs> an effing clue on how to process their emotions. They don't yeah. know who they are. They are easily manipulated. And I'm not saying that that's, and again, I'm not condoning why they do what they do. It's a tragedy and they should never be yeah. doing that. But there's obviously a process that led them to do that. Absolutely. And I'm not, I'm not faulting anybody for not knowing that process or not catching it early. It's not a blame game. What it is, is understanding that we are missing things. My own yep. child at 14 started drugs, started cutting. Him and I did an episode. Um, it was our very first episode. You can only find that episode on Facebook and YouTube. If you scroll back for our very first episode, I did that episode with my soon to be 20 year old son and he started cutting. He had no idea how to process his emotions. And he was one of those teens where um, when we tried to talk to him, it, we were being aggressive, not physically or, or violently yeah. in that right away, but <clears throat> I absolutely made mistakes with my oldest child. I absolutely mm -hmm. did. But he taught me how to be where I am now. He yeah, taught yeah. me what I needed to change. <clears throat> and he taught me, he's the entire reason I started all of my businesses. He's the entire yeah. reason I'm able to parent his sisters completely different. And he's the reason that him and I have a fantastic relationship now. Mm -hmm. He's the reason. Yeah. And he now tells me everything yeah. because he's comfortable with me. I have given him the space that he finally needs to be comfortable yeah. to tell me how he feels, to tell me what he's experiencing, to tell me the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. And he knows that I'm not going to judge him. He knows that I'm not going to, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to give my opinion without putting my opinion on him. He knows that I'm going to allow him to express and be who he needs to be regardless yeah. of my yeah. opinions because he yeah. is his own individual. And he just like every one of our children, my daughters, my sons, your children, all of our viewers' children, even your your friends' children, they all have a right to respect. They all have a right to equality. They all have a right to be their own unique individuals, even if that does not look like what we want it to be. They need absolutely expression. Yeah, yeah. And we have to learn as parents and the older generation to accept that and do some changing ourselves around that and unlearn some behaviors we were maybe brought up with or were normal when we were growing up you know and yes everyone's human everyone makes mistakes none of us get it right yep but you can only do your best and learn from the lessons you are being taught so yeah 100 percent, and that's where equality will come i grew up in a borderline i'm not gonna say i grew up in a very prejudiced household or, or mm -hmm. family, not, not necessarily my specific household, but family. Yeah. And I experienced um, watching racism. I experienced other children growing up who 
were racist and who, mm. you know, my best friend growing up was, um, her, her father was, um, Jamaican. And so she was, she was darker skin. And mm -hmm. I remember I was in school once and a kid turned around and I got suspended after this, <laughs> but a kid turned around and he said, God didn't make black people. And I'm like, I lost it. Absolutely. And I was probably in grade five or six and I lost it. This woman has been my best friend since kindergarten. And I yeah. absolutely and utterly lost it. And I grew up and I watched my family and their prejudice. I, I, I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And we have one of the most prejudiced cities in Canada <clears throat> against the indigenous communities. Yeah. And so I grew up with a lot of prejudice towards mm. indigenous culture and indigenous yeah. people. And I always fought it. I took indigenous studies when I was in school and I'm like, no, I've gone through sweats. I've learned, I tried my hardest to learn a lot about the culture and you know how beautiful it is and amazing it is. Yeah. I practice some of the, the cultural practices and I do that with all different cultures because I always fought that logic. I grew up in a religious household. I chose to remove my belief in God because it didn't work for me. I didn't like the rules and regulations, the beliefs that it had to be one way and not the other way when I've always been an outside the box thinker. I don't think inside the box. It's not one yeah. specific way. So my entire life has been based on me advocating for everybody and anybody. Yeah. And equality is a huge part of that. We are, and it's not just, it's not just men and women. It's not just gender. It's race. It's culture. Yeah. It's religion. It's beliefs. It's identity. It's equality should be for everybody. Mm -hmm. And it's not. No, but we can, we can start making the change and carrying on the work that previous generations have done. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, having these sorts of conversations, hopefully we'll bring about more of that. Absolutely. I think so too. And again, for anybody watching, it's, th these are our opinions. This is not a shame, blame, judgment. It, it, don't hold it on that. But if you are triggered by anything that we've said, first ask yourself why you're triggered. Um, and this comes to my expertise as, a, as an identity coach, as a mindset expert. There, when you're triggered on something, there's two reasons that you're triggered. Number one, you're triggered because something is emotionally, when we feel triggered, it's an emotional response to a belief yeah. that we hold. So yeah. you are either triggered because your belief is being questioned or my opinion is questioning your belief in your belief. Yeah. That's not my intention. My intention is awareness. My intention is not to argue with you and change your belief. It's to give you a different perspective that you may not be looking at, that you may not yeah. be thinking of. A lot of the time, and, and I'm going to go into this really quickly, a lot of the time that we are triggered by things, it is a trauma response. Mm -hmm. And it is emotional. A trigger is an emotional response or emotional reaction. It is not a logical response. 
It is based entirely on your own belief systems. And yeah. when you have those traumatic responses to something, it's because you need to look within on that. I will not say your behavior made me feel a certain way. I feel a certain way because that behavior triggers something in me. Absolutely. That yeah. is the difference. Yeah. Sorry. My oldest daughter has sent me 15 text messages in one minute asking me if she can walk home. Um, and I'm going to tell her no. <laughs> Just no, I'm kidding. Um, I'm still going to tell her no. Uh, okay. So. Again, it's just our opinions. Please reach out if you want to talk about this further. If you have something that you think we are missing in equality, if you think that there are missed opportunities, that there's something that we could or should be doing better as a collective of women or people who identify as women, um, yeah. please join the Women Supporting Women Facebook group at WSWCAN. We have a lot coming up with that group that I'm, I'm not at liberty to fully say yet because it's just about done and I will launch it soon. But that is a support group for women, by women, no judgment. And, it, and it's about various different topics. So um, that's what we're housing there. And those are our sponsors today. So go and take a look at that. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to either myself or Carly, please do so. Our links are in the description. Um, we'd be happy to discuss with you or move further with you, depending on why you're reaching out. Uh, <laughs> if you would like to be a guest on the show, or if you'd like to see a topic featured on the show, please absolutely reach out to us at justalivetv.com. You can message us on any one of our social media platforms. We are on most of them. Uh, and you can find us at Just Alive TV on, on most of them, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, TikTok, LinkedIn, we're, we're kind of all over. So go and take a look and join us, please. Um, Carly, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. No, it's been great. Great to have a chat, Melissa. Thank you. You're very welcome. And for anybody who didn't know, Carly actually started the first rugby ladies team. So, or one of the first um, in, in your local area. So that yeah. is something that is huge. And again, we are very passionate about equality, um, especially equality for women and not in a non-good traditional feminist way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Carly. I really appreciate it. This has been an amazing episode. Um, as always, like, share, follow. Um, and I'm Melissa Kretschler. I'm your host. And I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye.